All right, you ready? Now I am. Now you are? Yep. Okay. Uh, you're going to do your old thing where you're like describing the episode? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Josh, and this episode's about blah, blah, blah. All right, well, you already did it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you use that? You nailed it, really. <laughs> I got you don't think it sounded too condescending? I thought it sounded perfect. <laughs> I've been working on it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, you, I don't know how you knew about the story, too. Like, <laughs> Okay. Are you done being an asshole? <laughs> not, not, not by a long shot. <laughs> All, All right. Wish. Thanks for listening to Middle-Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death and UFOs, and other creepy, Cults, weird, random ghosts. stories. There you go. Yeah. No, uh, I'm just naming things in the room. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a cult of ghosts. <laughs> Gun Radio presents Middle Aged and Mediocre. A Canadian man, apparently on the run from something or someone, winds up dead in Knoxville, Tennessee, under extremely mysterious circumstances. Who or what made this man so determined to cross the border into the United States, and how did he wind up dead in a parking lot only hours after arriving in Knoxville? This is the story of the unexplained death of Blair Adams. And this is Cash. And that bom, is... Bom, bom. This is Joel. That's Joel. And we are middle-aged and mediocre. And thank you for listening once again. Uh, it's 2021, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's Friday. It. You know what? It I still th- feels like 2020. Nothing's yeah, changed. Uh-uh. Did you, like, I thought we were all suddenly going to be... Sunshine and, uh, and sweet tarts. Yep, exactly that. <laughs> I haven't been able to buy sweet tarts anywhere. But no, it is 2021. It is January 1st as we record this. Uh-huh. The day uh, of the Lord. We both made it. Here we are. We both made it through 2020. Woo! <laughs> you do, uh... You do <laughs> there's, there's a lot of me left back there. <laughs> I made it, but... Right, like, I feel yeah. like, yeah... Like, I made it, but what part of me made it? Exactly. Yeah. Like, kind of like how snakes shed their skin. Yeah. Like, I think our, like, our skin is my, maybe, like, what's here in 2021, uh-huh. but, like, what we like shed, souls, we're back hopes, there. Our dreams. It's they're all, all still... They're all dead back in 2020. 2024 ever. Yeah. So, with that... <laughs> with that uplifting <laughs> intro. Uh, what was your, uh, what was your New Year's Eve like? Oh, How'd you boy. bring in the New Year? Um, hung out with some family till about 10, then just went home and hung out by myself, listening to the records, and once so, it got close, I turned on Animal Crossing, and, uh, I saw your, uh, picture, yeah, we you had, and we your had, little we party had hat. a nice little party in the center of our, of my town, of my island. I saw quite a few people post, uh, pictures of their Animal Crossing, like they were in little parties, and... Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We, we all took our glow sticks out and waved them around right at midnight. So, you know. But it was like a minute or so behind or like I did the real like I switched it to CBS with like fifteen seconds left for like their countdown and I took a shot and then I was able to turn on the switch. Well I, it was already on, but I flipped back over to the switch and was able to get settled in on Animal Crossing before their midnight countdown. But that was it. How about you? Oh, uh, I think we had pretty Anson, much- disco. Yep. Oh, uh, we had pretty much the same exact night. Uh, yeah. Hung out with my family for a little while. Uh, Got then, tired of those people. Yep. It's like, all right, I'm going to my. <laughs> uh, came home uh, a little bit before midnight. Uh, drank about a half a bottle of Jameson. Nice. Uh, listened to a lot of music. Yeah. Uh, that was about it. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. Pretty yeah. <laughs> uneventful. I didn't. I didn't want it to be any different than any other. I mean, I'm usually not awake uh-huh. for. Like, by midnight on New Year's Eve, or, like, New Year's Day, I'm usually asleep by yeah. 10. 
So this was this was a rare did it. year for me. Yeah, he really brought it in. Because I mean, I know uh, there a few years back, like me and Nikki came over to hang out with you guys. Uh huh. And you guys left, and I was just like, I'm so tired. Yeah, like that this was fun. is this is I cannot make it to. I midnight. forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm. I cannot party. <laughs> you guys came over to hang out. I cannot party anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I'm officially. I mean, we're middle aged and we're mediocre. Yeah. So what uh, the hell do you guys expect yeah, exa- from us? Yeah. Yeah. No discos. Just, we just need to chill. Yeah. We cannot be fun. I need my space. Yeah. I need yeah. my, you know. I think last year I was actually uh, playing, I don't know if this is as, I don't know if this is on par, on level with Animal Crossing or worse or what, but I think I was playing Fortnite mm. uh, at midnight and like they did like a big thing where the whole game, you couldn't fight and like oh. they set off fireworks for yeah. 2020. Yeah, they did let off fireworks on Animal Crossing for like 20 minutes. So I watched that on TV. <laughs> we are living up to our moniker. Woo! Yeah, it was exciting, I guess. I'll tell you what else is exciting, man. Yeah. We got a contest. We do? We got a giveaway contest we're doing. All right. Can uh, I win? You cannot win. Ah. I mean, unless you make, you could make, I guess, fake Facebook accounts okay. and fake addresses. Like I don't know your address. Like so. a lot of work. <laughs> no, so to uh, we're giving away a uh, prize pack, including a brand new uh, Hunt a Killer mystery game. Uh, it is called Death at the Dive Bar. It is an immersive murder mystery experience, and basically, what this thing is is uh, it gives you a whole bunch of evidence, and you have to eliminate suspects and catch the killer. So it could be like a little party game. You could do it yourself, whatever you want to do. But it is uh, from Hunt a Killer. They are in no way affiliated or sponsoring this. <laughs> Just want to make that clear. And uh, to win, or to be entered to win, you have to go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com backslash middle-aged and mediocre, and you have to like and comment the pinned post. Yeah. So the pin post will have the graphic of the giveaway contest. Mm-hmm. Get some details on there. You just got to like that and comment it, and you're entered to win. Easy. Well, we're going to run that all month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll end January 31st uh, at 11.59 p.m. All right. So and then we'll select a winner the next day. Uh, there's going to be one grand prize winner, and you will get the Hunt a Killer game. You will also get a, uh, a one-of-a-kind painting of our... Logo, our artwork. Yep. Being worked on right now. You will get um, a spot of, like, we got these little Spotify uh, title cards of different episodes, episodes we've done, yeah. and you'll get one of those framed. Uh, and you'll get, like, a little personalized card from us yeah. with something. We don't know what yet. We'll yeah. write you something or draw My something. My daughter was working on some logos. She's excited. Yeah, I think we'll probably so we're going to do can't listen to the to the show at all. Right. But she knows about it and she saw where I was kind of doodling the logo about. So I think we'll include like probably though like depending on what all she does, we'll we'll include some stuff yeah. in every like there's going to be one grand prize winner, three runner-up winners, and uh the three runner-up winners will get the a Spotify episode of frame title card, a card from us. Yeah. And we'll throw some stuff in mm-hmm. to everyone that wins. So just go facebook.com uh, backslash middle-aged mediocre. Like and comment the pinned post at the top of our page. And you are entered to win. So we will be announcing the winners on February 1st, 2021. I can't wait. It's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, it's a it looks like a fun game. I know. Uh, it sucks that it's all wrapped up. Cause I know. I can't. It's got the it's got the saran, not saran wrap, but it's got the... <laughs> It's got tinfoil wrapped around it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's factory sealed. Yeah, it's factory sealed. Yeah. So uh, we have not opened it and played it first. Nope. So I'd like to. <laughs> uh, and if you guys, if you guys, I mean, they're not sponsoring us, but if you guys want to check out Hunt a Killer, they do. Uh, it's like a subscription based service uh-huh. uh, where you can do like a six month or a year long, um, either murder mystery or I believe paranormal type mystery thing. And every month they send you a pack, a package with clues, yeah. and other things, and you get to play a detective yeah. or a paranormal without, investigator like, without the real life danger. Yeah, of hunting a killer, or we assume. No, I mean they could slip in some sort of real shit. Oh wow, yeah. You never know. They should. They should like every now and then put like a real unsolved 
mystery in there. <laughs> Just see, see if, if they can, can solve see if they can crack the code. Uh, and then another thing that does not sponsor us, but we like to use, uh, is, uh, we're going to be doing uh, the random question of the week. All right. And we will be using the Poddex app on the phone here. Uh, you can get, it's Pod, P-O-D, Dex, D-E-C-K-S. And, uh, they have an app that they give you, like, free cards you can check out for, like, conversation starters. Uh-huh. Things like Because I don't know how to talk to anybody, so I need things like You're that. You're pretty bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. So you really need this app. I really do. Uh, but I got to get a phone first. <laughs> but they, uh, it's like um, icebreakers, uh, would you rather, things like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm literally just going to pick a random one. Literally. Literally. And we're going right, to get Good Joel's one. answer to it. So let me see. We got. Hey, that's me. All right, I'm going to go with the, I mean, it's New Year's Eve, it's New Year's Day, so yep. I'm going to go with the New Year, New You category. All right. Let's see what we got here. New Year, New You. Me. What are your top three goals for the new year? Top three goals for the new for year. For 2021. Oh, wow. I would like the show to do better, or to stay, you know. Keep going. <laughs> if we could just get good at this, that'd be awesome. I mean, I would like, where I think we're doing really good now, but I would like I for you. us to continue to do good and maybe a little better than what we've been and, doing. And grow. There's always room for improvement. For growth, yes. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what, like seven that I just said? I mean, you got, got all of them? You, you need three. Oh, okay, that was one. That was one. <laughs> and that was one. that's one of mine. Uh, be a good friend and a good dad. Okay. Be a good person, I guess. That's kind of cheap. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, we all just need to be yeah. better. I think I would like to make myself less available to others <laughs> in a selfish way. You know, I don't like. I'll you, be here for people. It's but gonna be weird to do both of those things to be a yeah. better friend. That's the and con- father. That's the conflict, and then baby. also be less available. <laughs> that's the conflict, you know. Okay. That's the okay. conflict. Okay, I like it. I don't. That's it. That's three. You're a man of. You're a man of. Uh, uh, oh, many layers. <laughs> yeah, many layers. Peel I will say. Back. Get your knife out. Peel them back. All right. Um, I have several. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want the podcast to be, uh, to grow over the next I year. I just don't have any expectations for 2021, so I don't know where to go with that. Other than the show. Look, we've been hurt by 2020. <laughs> yeah. Like we're afraid. Like to... 2020 took everything, <laughs> except for this show. Like this is where we, you know, the one constant we had. We're afraid to trust again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you get it, yeah, uh, yeah, man. man. What, and a, what a downer way to start the show. I think we all. I think everyone needs to be, uh, just be a better human being in twenty twenty one. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of uh, have some empathy. Yeah, empathy's cool. Yeah, let's make empathy cool again. Yeah, put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether they fit or not. Sometimes Damn, you got to be uncomfortable in, in, in the shoes you're, uh-huh, you're putting on. You'll pop on. the toes out like a cartoon or something. And then everyone laughs. Yep. And everyone's having a good time. <laughs> and you provided entertainment to the world. 2021 is better than 2020 already. There you go. Uh, yeah, so you want to get into uh, this week's story? Yeah, something about Canada. Something about Canada. So we're pretending it's real this episode. Well, it doesn't take place in Canada, All really. Right. So, I mean... Like I, I don't d- think the guy's around for us to ask. Is that right? You are correct, sir. Okay. All yeah, right. Let's get into it. It sounded interesting. Nashville, Canada. It's someone dead. All over the place, man. All right. This is a this is a this is a strange one. We're gonna have a lot of uh, at the end of once we get done, we're gonna have a lot of theories uh-huh. and speculation. And I don't know if we're gonna be able to solve right, this one or not. Answered questions. This one may go unsolved by All even right. us. So I know that's rare. Let's pop it off. All right, man. Let's pop it off. <laughs> let's do that. All right. So Robert, pop it out, pop it off. Uh, Robert Dennis Blair Adams. Rip it. He's got four names. I don't like it already. That's what happens when you're in Canada. You get four names. Yeah. Uh, he was a 31 year old man who lived in Surrey, British Columbia, Canada. The place he's from has three names. He has four <laughs> names. The place he's from has three names. Uh, technically has four. Oh. Surrey, British, Columbia, Canada. Oh, I thought British Columbia was one. I mean, it's two words. Yeah. So oh, it is, yeah. Uh, Fuck, man. Save some words for other people. It's kind of weird that people, like, uh, I feel like other countries do that a lot. Like, nobody would say, like, 
if we tell people where we're from, we wouldn't be like, we're from Parkersburg, West Virginia, United States. Yeah. Uh, it's because we assume everyone knows that because we're because we're kind of pricks about where we live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he worked in construction as a foreman and was generally well liked. Uh, his friends, co-workers, he and... He would have been a five-man if he would have stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. I think that's the episode. I think we did it. <laughs> 2021. That's as far to 2021 as I can get with you. Uh, so his friends, his co-workers, and his family members all thought of him as a cheerful, friendly, and uh, friendly guy and someone who was full of optimism. According to those who knew him, uh, he enjoyed his job and enjoyed his life. He had had issues with abusing alcohol in the past, but he appeared to be doing much better. Uh, he'd been attending AA meetings and had been sober for two years at this point. Uh, we are in 1996, by the way, okay. with this one. Uh, Blair's life appeared pretty good on the, on the outside. Um, however, at the start of the summer of 96, his life appeared to begin crumbling around him. His, uh, his usual demeanor changed drastically. He became plagued by paranoia and stress. He had frequent mood swings and was constantly sleep-deprived. Sleep uh, it was nothing like the Blair people knew and loved. Summer of 96. Yeah. That's like Spice Girls, right? I don't know, man. I Spice Girls 96? I'm pretty sure that's when Spice Girls hit. <sighs> so we're blaming the Spice Girls? <laughs> I, it might already be solved. <laughs> All right, let's keep that in mind. All right, let's keep going. Uh... We have our first suspect. We have though. first suspect. Killer Spice. Uh, unsurprisingly, the changes in Blair resulted in his mother becoming increasingly concerned for his welfare. Uh, when she asked him what was wrong, he simply told her that he could not tell her about it. Um, despite the problems he was having, he was never he had never been officially diagnosed with any kind of mental illness. He stopped attending Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, though. And he began leaving uh, the job site unlocked. Then he quit suddenly without picking up his paycheck. And he said that he uh, didn't know if he could carry on here. He's spiraling. Yeah, he's spiraling bad. Uh, His co-workers tried to get him to see a doctor. And he told his mother that people were spreading rumors about him. And he even told friends that he feared someone was going to kill him. So yeah, dude's not doing well. Uh, On July 5th, 1996, he took all the money out of his savings account along with thousands of dollars in jewelry, gold, and platinum, and emptied the valuables from a safe deposit box into a fanny pack. Man, uh, that's one hell of a fanny pack. I know. There's a picture of it, I feel like, and it's just got like a bunch of, uh, looks like gold necklaces, and yeah. there's like little gold bars. Uh-huh. So, just jammed in there. Uh, he told us, it looks more like a, the bag looked like very big, like it was a very big Almost fanny like pack. like a satchel? Like a satchel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like satchels must be Canadian fanny packs. Yeah, I was going to say, who knows about Canadians? <laughs> Are they even real? <laughs> Are they real? We uh, don't know. He told, he told his mother something was bothering him, and then he took a spur-of-the-moment trip to Courtney, British Columbia, uh, to visit his uncle, who wasn't even home at the time. On Sunday morning, July 7th, uh, Adams, driving his Chevrolet Chevette, tried to board a ferry from Victoria to Seattle, um, however, at the Canadian-American border, he was denied crossing hey. because he was a single man with a large amount of money, which fits the profile of a drug trafficker. Sure. So there's basically, yeah, you're by yourself, you're a guy, you got a lot of money, uh-huh. you're trafficking drugs. You're going to get some of that. Sweet, sweet Mary Jane. Yeah. So he, Shove it up your butt and take it back to Canada. I've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> That's a lot of buttholes you've seen. Uh yeah, they basically, uh, they flagged him. U.S. immigration officials flagged him as a possible drug courier. Courier? Uh, the fucking 9-11 happens. But they don't let this fucking right. Canada guy yeah. over with the sorry, that's yeah. way off. Yeah, this Canadian dude couldn't make it over in 96. Uh, like these guys who learn how to fly planes, and they're like, oh, no, we don't need to learn how to land. But this guy. <laughs> yeah, they're like, his, all right, we'll teach you how to fly and not fanny land. fanny pack. Sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, Canada guy with the... Giant fanny pack full of money. Uh uh-uh, uh, not today. Blair. Blair. You got Blair. four names? We can't yeah. trust that. Not in this country. Uh he didn't help suspicions of the he didn't help 
the situation by being suspicious because he lied about having no criminal history, even though he actually had convictions on drug and assault charges. Uh, after being denied entry, he visited a girlfriend in Vancouver, a friend in New Westminster, and his mother, uh, Sandra Edwards, in Surrey. He spoke tearfully about quitting the same job he had boasted about just a week earlier. He seemed anxious and didn't want to stay at his apartment. Uh, he even cryptically told a friend that he, needed, that he needed to cross the border because someone wanted him dead. He seemingly had no enemies. Um, like I said, most people spoke highly of him. However, one man who had worked with him described him as abrasive and confrontational and said that he was occasionally involved in fights. So that Being seems the boss. I mean, come on now. I mean, that seems like it might be the more accurate portrayal of Blair, uh-huh. uh, because he had once told his girlfriend and another and another friend that he dreaded his coworkers returning back to Canada from Germany, where they had been working, uh, because he believed that they wanted to hurt him. So, like, dude's not making friends. Yeah, it doesn't seem like. Sounds paranoid, manic. Uh, on July eighth. Blair left his mother's house in Surrey for the last time. From here, he went to purchase a plane ticket to Germany. 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 Uh, supposedly to visit an old girlfriend he had met while working in Germany the previous year. He used cash to pay for a round flight, a round trip flight to Frankfurt. However, later the same day, he had the ticket refunded. Uh, the girlfriend in Germany stated that she was not expecting him and that they had never discussed him coming to visit her. Before dawn, Come on, girl, don't be like that. <laughs> on July 9th, he was spotted uh, just wandering around near the border on foot, and then he ac- attempted to once again cross the border. Uh, authorities he was on his hands. What if they like saw him like walking on his hands? You gotta let him in. Then, I, think. <laughs> I think if you're doing a trick to cross the border, it's you get way. Come through. on in, crazy Canadians and all your tricks. Uh. So at the uh, authorities at the Pacific Highway border crossing noted that he had small scratches on his hands and legs. He matched the description of an auto theft suspect as well uh, because a blue car had been stolen in Vancouver uh, near where he tried to cross. He appeared dazed but proclaimed his innocence and police had no evidence to tie him to the stolen car so so they released him back into Canada. Back into the wild. Uh, You know, and if he really loved them. He would have came back. They let you him know? go. Yeah, if you really love someone, let him let him free. If well, they he, come back, they're yours to keep forever. He loved him because he came back. Aw, Blair. Uh, a friend would later tell authorities that she had saw Blair driving a blue car. Like the one stolen. Not his usual Chevette uh-huh. the day before. So, maybe. Um, but Blair Adams, not ready to give up. Uh, basically, fucking determined to get into America. He abandoned his Chevette at the Vancouver International Airport and rented a Nissan Altima. On his third try, he made it across the border to Seattle. That is the charm. (laughs) He ditched the Altima at the Seattle airport and purchased an overnight one-way flight to Washington, D.C. for nearly $800, which is weird because he could have bought a round trip for half the price. So that's something to... He ain't trying to come back. Maybe not. Uh, he arrived at the uh, what is it, the Dallas International Airport uh, early Wednesday morning, July 10th. Rented a Toyota Camry. Where were his arms tired? Get out. <laughs> 2021. Uh, he rented the Toyota Camry about 6:45 a.m. and drove seven hours to Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, near before he got there, though, near Zion Crossroads. On U.S. Highway 250 in Troy, Virginia, he backed his car into another man's vehicle, causing minor damage. Uh, the man told detectives that Adams seemed nice, but he was—he uh, seemed like he was in a big hurry. Um, him going to Tennessee—he finally arrives in Tennessee. Uh, him going there was strange to the family and the investigators and everybody because he didn't know anyone yeah. in the area. And he had, they said that he had never even been, like, to the south in the United States. Like, so it's a weird place for him to go. Yeah. Last place you'd probably expect. Right. Suspect. So the first reported sighting of him in Knoxville occurred at a gas station um, at 5.30 p.m. 
gas station is called, or it's on the Strawberry Plains Pike. Uh, at 5.30 p.m., roughly 14 hours before he was he would be found dead, an interstate repair service driver named uh, Gerald Sapp responded to the gas station after a clerk called, saying Adams claimed the key to his rental car didn't work. Um, and it was it's this is super weird. Like Adams was trying to use the key that went to the Nissan Altima uh-huh. that he had rented previously yeah. that he had left when he got in Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh so but he was now driving a Toyota Camry and he said that you know he was trying to use you the can't Nissan just use the same keys on this Apparently cars? not. What? Uh and then maybe he, can they can. Even weirder uh Gerald Sapp this guy that showed up he says that he asked uh Blair to look in his pockets for the key. He said uh quote if you drove this thing up here, you got to have another key in your pockets. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. And he says that Blair refused to look. Like, he just would not check his pockets. Yeah. Um, he said that the key that he had, the one that went to the Nissan Altima, uh, he swore that that was the one that went to the car, the Camry. Yeah. Um, He's losing his shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounds like it. Sounds like it. Uh, Sap arranged for a wrecker for a tow truck. Uh, to tow the Camry to an auto shop, and then he dropped Adams off at uh, the nearby Fairfield Inn. Sap uh, Sap says that Adams walked off without his bag, even so. Sap had to like grab it and take it to him, uh-huh. and then he like left. He went home. Yeah, but he does say that he's like, man, the guy was not all there. He didn't appear to be messed up, um, but he didn't appear to be, or and he didn't appear to be on drugs, but his mind wasn't functioning correctly. Yeah. Uh, so like a weird off, like, you know, you can usually tell if somebody's sure intoxicated or, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. If they're fucking, they're, they're fucked up or just kind of like this. Yeah. So, quirky. uh, police called sap, quirky, not quirky. uh, the next morning to inform him of Adams's death and brought him in for questioning. It took hair samples. Um, sap actually left his job because of this. Um, he said the police didn't accuse him, but he felt like he was under suspicion for killing somebody, and he just didn't want to be anywhere near that, which is I mean, kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing make to- make yourself the victim? Change your whole life because of that? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, anyways, we're back at the uh, Fairfield Inn, and the manager remembers Blair distinctly because he uh, Blair walked in and out of the lobby five times before he registered for a room. Adams was captured on closed-circuit television footage in the hotel lobby, uh, wandering around in and out of the lobby, hanging around the desk, and just acting strange. It almost appears like he's pacing in the lobby to pass the time uh-huh. or waiting for someone to meet him there. Like, he kind of keeps, like, looking. and Yeah. Um, he spent about 40 minutes loitering around the hotel before he finally purchased a room using $100 in U.S. currency. And when the hotel clerk attempted to return his change, Adam quick Adams quickly exited the lobby and walked outside. He never even entered the room that he purchased, or even made an attempt to. Yeah. Uh, authorities believe Adams, who at that point had no car, ate somewhere after he left the hotel because he was found dead with lettuce, meat, and shrimp still in his stomach. They were uh, there were reported sightings of Blair talking to other men. One at a truck stop and another at a nearby Cracker Barrel. Uh, these leads have not, however, helped authorities get any further in the investigation. And approximately 12 hours after he left the hotel, uh, Blair Adams was found dead. Two construction workers stopping by an under-construction hotel at uh, or off of the Strawberry Plains Pike exit discovered his corpse in the parking lot around 7 a.m. About $4,000 in Canadian, German, and American cash were found around his body and in the pockets of his blue jeans. Uh, a little side note here. The owner of a siding company nearby uh, working at the site pocketed a $100 bill and a $10 bill, but later authorities uh, recovered them. He took $100 and $10. From a dead body. like And let the other four... Th- oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I guess he thought, like, you know, nobody would miss... He could take a little bit. $110. Yeah, $110. Um, so Blair Adams' pants had been removed. Like somebody had like somebody else had pulled them down. Like uh-huh. they were kind of like pulled down uh like inside out. Uh-huh. Like around his yeah. like ankles, you know. 
Um, and that's according to Knox County Sheriff Jimmy J.J. Jones. Uh, which I guess if you live in Tennessee, you got to go by J.J., uh, who was a lieutenant over the major crimes unit that responded to the scene. Uh, his socks were laying on the asphalt. Sets of keys, including the car key to the Camry that he insisted he was, was missing, uh, were laying right near him, as well as the card to the hotel room. His shoes were off, and as he lay dying, he apparently it looked like he apparently had probably pulled one of the shoes under his head to be like a pillow. Oh. Like he was, you know, he was like conscious as he was dying. Yeah. Uh, detectives found a black duffel bag nearby that contained maps and various travel receipts. Uh, the fanny pack was stuffed with nearly five ounces of gold bars, gold and platinum coins, jewelry, uh, more random keys, and a pair of sunglasses. Uh, it was laying there unzipped, but nothing had been taken from yeah. it. Uh, the killer had beat had beat Adams, uh, according to the autopsy. The fatal blow was a rupture to his stomach, oh, and he had wow. died of uh, septic shock. A weapon, uh, possibly a club or a crowbar, had sliced open his forehead. He had put up a fight, though. Um, his attacker had ripped tufts of hair from his head. His hands were bloodied as if he held them up to defend himself. One was cut deep and blackened, like it had been forcefully knocked to the pavement. Uh, says David Davenport, who's a the former Tennessee Bureau of Investigation agent. I know who David Davenport I know, I just wanted to let everybody else okay. know, though. Yeah, I knew you knew. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, though. Yeah. Uh, when you beat someone to death with a crowbar or a club, do all that, but you don't steal any of it. Right. So um, it's personal. Or you would, maybe? I don't... But they're not that it's like a random robbing or something. They right. rob them. Right. Robble, robble. Yeah. Uh, investigators recovered a long strand of someone else's hair from... Um, and I'm bald. So it wasn't you. It was not me. <laughs> so we can rule out Joel. I don't know. In 96, I don't know if you were bold. I had a little bit of hair. So you're back on the list. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the only significant piece of physical evidence was the strand of someone else's hair that was in uh-huh. Blair's hand. Uh, certain injuries indicated that he'd been sexually assaulted, but there was no DNA evidence. And it wasn't clear when the assault occurred. So, like, I don't know what the uh, injuries were that indicates that. Uh, Authorities tested pieces of rebar from the construction site but failed to locate the murder weapon. Although Adams had grappled with addiction in the past, uh, toxicology reports showed that no drugs or alcohol Mm -hmm. were in his system. And he had never been, like I said, officially diagnosed with any kind of mental illness. The only person who reported hearing anything out of the ordinary was a security guard at a nearby business. He told detectives that he heard an abrupt scream around 3.30 a.m. and believed it to be a woman's voice. Oh, I mean, I'd probably scream like a woman. If <laughs> were, bar. Uh, because his body was found nude from the waist down with injuries indicative of a sexual assault, investigators favored theories to explain the killing uh, that tend to revolve around a sex act that turned deadly. A uh, truck stop near the crime scene and near the hotel. Um, a lot lizard did this? It served as a hotbed for prostitution at the time. Uh, so, yeah, the Sheriff Jones says that uh, they thought that he'd maybe pick somebody up over there. Several of the suspects considered over the years have been pimps or prostitutes that were known to work in that area. Um, Pimping ain't easy. Davenport says that uh, Adams could have maybe possibly started the act. And then got like rolled, uh, but they didn't. But again, yeah, um, he says. But maybe if it was a female prostitute, maybe she had a pimp that was close by, and they were going to roll the guy, but then they got scared and yeah. didn't. But <sighs> you just grab that fanny. You have it unzipped right there. Yeah, figure that run with it. Uh, Davenport believes that the sex act could have been committed in a vehicle. Uh, and when the struggle began, the killer might have hit Adams in the head, thrown him onto the road, and then struck him with the car while driving away. Uh, the fatal blow to the stomach could have been caused by the vehicle's front bumper. Yeah. Uh, that's I'll what Davenport's theory is. Sheriff Jones disagrees. He says that he believes the blow to the stomach was a kick. Um, but Davenport's theory... Hi-ya! So we're looking for a ninja. Yep. 
Davenport, Davenport's theory, though, explained Adam's blackened hand. Davenport says uh, it's like he caught the pavement. He's like, if you've ever wrecked a motorcycle, the rocks, the pavement will eat your, like, eat your skin up. So yeah. he kind of looks like that. Uh, after 21 years, some people who might have known about Adams' killing are likely dead or in jail. And with scarce physical evidence. Maybe cr- both. Maybe both. The dead buried in a jail yeah. somewhere. Uh, like, if you get three life sentences, I think that's what that means. Like, you die, and they still keep your corpse oh, okay. in jail. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, in a phone conversation with Adams's mother, conducted by Travis Dorman, who covers crime uh, and law enforcement for the new Sentinel in Knoxville, um, Adams's mother, Sandra Edwards, described her son as kind and ambitious and said she didn't believe he suffered from mental illness in the weeks before his death. She did randomly say, though, that he had been romantically involved with a male roommate. She says they acted a little strange and giggled a lot, and it was kind of odd, but then he went back to a heterosexual relationship after that. And sounded miserable. So maybe just give in to what makes you feel good. Uh, And then she claims that Adams traveled to the South to attend the 1996 Summer Olympic Games in Atlanta, which authorities say that this information had never been relayed to them by her, like during the investigation. Uh, the games began on July 19th, eight days after Adams' body was discovered. Uh, Edwards didn't explain how she knew her son's destination, how he ended up in Knoxville, or why she never told the police. She just says that that was the whole point of his trip, and that she hung up the phone. Huh. Um, this reporter tried to call back to the home, and uh, the calls were answered by her husband, who was just, like, pissed off that they were calling. Yeah called the chances of solving the case remote as hell and said we're not going to open that can of worms again. Uh, interesting little note, Adams worked in uh, 1995, late in 1995, for his stepfather's construction company, SS Cedar Homes, uh, in Frankfurt, Germany. Germany. I could not say Germany. Uh, and appara- Nazi Germany? And apparently uh, uh-huh. his stepdad and his mom were not fans of... Uh, the homosexual lifestyle. So, uh, just a couple things to throw out there. In a 2010 interview with local law enforcement, it was revealed that the Knoxville Police Department had uh, never received an actual credible tip in Adams' death, uh, though a composite sketch of a man was released in the case. The sketch sketch was of a man that two women claimed to have witnessed Adams speaking to outside a Cracker Barrel restaurant in Knoxville. Uh, almost 25 years later, this case remains unsolved, and without someone coming forward with a solid tip or a confession, it's unlikely that it ever will be solved. Yeah. However, anyone with information, if you're listening out there and you have information about this, you are encouraged to call the Knox County Sheriff's Office Cold Case Unit at 865-215-2675 or email coldcase at knoxsheriff.org. So do your part, people. Yeah. If you know what happened to Blair Adams, do your part. So yeah, man, uh, a very weird, strange, mysterious death. Uh, so like, I don't like, I don't know if he like, did he try to assault someone? Yeah. Maybe like, uh, you know, maybe like the paranoia and whatever was going on with him. Maybe like something started where it was a consensual act, and then he flips. Yeah. Uh, he maybe felt. To feel like that's not right. I mean, or did he try to uh, sexually assault a man or a woman? Yeah. Um, they fought and they weren't never cared about the money. They just glad just to got alive. out of there. Just yeah, got the fuck ran, out. Yeah, ran. Um, yeah, because I mean, if it was a pimp and a prostitute, like they would not just leave. They'd take that money. I mean, they meant like yeah, they would take something. Something, yeah. Uh, there'd be like there'd be no point for them to roll the guy. Um. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I kind of, like, with the guy that said that he heard the woman scream, uh, and then, like, uh, the fact that there were, like, uh, that Adam's hair got pulled out. Yeah. It almost seems like he was trying to assault somebody. Force himself on someone. They fought back. Why wouldn't that person come forward? Right. Well, because they could be blamed for the murder. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, they probably don't want to. With self-defense. Hard to prove that. Yeah. You'd have, you know. Your chances of getting 
put in jail is just as good as not getting put in sure, jail at that sure, time, yeah. at that point. But uh, I don't know how, like, I mean, I don't know. It depends on who it was. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a woman just because it sounds like a woman scream. Yeah. Because it's got to be somebody that can, like, hit him hard enough in the stomach to... I feel call. like they would know if he got hit by a car. That seems weird that they were, like... Yeah. They said one person thought he got hit by a car, and another thought he got hit by, like, a club or, right. or a kick. A kick. Uh, they wouldn't hear that. Were there any hi-yahs reported? <laughs> But that's the real question. Uh, but then, like, it's so weird that he refused to check his pockets for the car key. Yeah. Like, just refused to do it. I feel like he was just spiraling and... But then, I don't... I wonder how... Maybe the drugs is what kind of kept him... The drugs and alcohol is what kind of kept him leveled out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I don't know if there's any, like, uh, actual validity to somebody... that Like, somebody actually being after him. Although it does seem like him buying the ticket to Germany uh, just to turn around and refund it. Yeah. Um, possibly being involved in stealing a vehicle, uh, the odd behavior at the hotel. It's like he was trying to like throw people off a trail. Yeah. Like he was just. So, I mean, you know, he probably believed someone was after him. Mm-hmm. That's why I think maybe like. Uh, he might have attacked someone or got an altercation with someone yeah, that, that he thought they were there. Yeah. You know. I don't know. That's a, that's a crazy one. It's a weird, you can, I mean, for a guy to uh, randomly kind of uproot himself, be fucking determined to get across the border. Yeah, and then end up in Tennessee. Go to Tennessee thinking that there were people after you and then get killed. It's just a weird, yeah. like, what are the odds? You know what I mean? Like, uh, why are you gonna bet on it? Maybe. I, mean, I know you got this gambling. If you give me the, if you give me good odds, <laughs> I don't think they're very good for this. Yeah, there were even people that have a theory that he owed somebody money, but then you know, of course, they didn't take anything. Yeah, so why would you not? Money. Yeah. The world revolves around money. So I don't know. You know, like what? Do you, somebody might have been tracking him. I still why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they take that money? Unless he knew something. Well, kind of like you said, like a personal. Like if you don't take, if you yeah. just kill the guy and you don't take the money, like you didn't care about that. Yeah, it sounds like you just wanted this person dead. Unless it was like self defense. I don't know. I don't yeah. have the answers. Yeah, self defense. I think is my leading theory. Somebody just killed him, got the fuck out, and if they're in that lifestyle, maybe they've OD'd since then, or yeah, you know, just they're not gonna know. You know, uh, it's just such a crazy coincidence. That this guy would have this kind of behavior, uh-huh. go to a specific location for no reason whatsoever, seemingly, yeah. and he would dying. end up being killed. Yeah, so, yeah, just dying but getting killed. Yeah, Brutally. so buying a hotel room and then just being like, I might, I don't know. Get up there. He didn't <laughs> go up there to like, no, take a poop, take a shower. Not really. Like not wanting to get the ticket. It's just a weird or the key. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's just one of those things where like I, you would love to like. Like, that would be, like, I think one of the cool things of time travel. Like, you just go back and, like, like I'm just going to follow this guy from yeah. a distance, and I'm just going to watch see what happens. Like, uh-huh. I, I'm not going to get involved. Get that money. <laughs> I'm going to grab that bag of money. Get that money out of his pocket <laughs> and not pay it back. So you are going to use time travel for, for evil, is Yo, what you're saying. Yeah. I just want to be an observer. Sure. I just want to be a voyeur. Well, I deserve to, but then, you know, I'd get But you'll money. steal yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, who, he's not going to, he can't take it with him. Unless he's time traveling. Oh wow! And he gets back before. You know what? Let's not get into that because that's yeah. a whole that's a whole wormhole. A whole other episode. All right. So I, yeah, I don't think we're gonna solve this one, man. I mean, I know we solved a case from like the 1800s. Uh-huh. We usually are. I think our pretty close. Like we probably we usually we usually close cases. Not, not, this not time. today, though. I thought Spice Girls, they formed in 94, but I don't think they got big till like, 96, 97. No, that's probably right. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I feel like 96-ish is when... Well, when did, like, the now, that's what I call music, start coming out? Probably around then, too, I'd say. Like, around that time? Yeah. Like, because all that, all that shit was at the same time. Like, Britney Spears, that was mm-hmm. all, like, seemed like the same time. So, let's just go say it was the Spice Girls, yeah. then. Sporty Spice. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's why they use. Uh, I seen her kicking the videos. Maybe that's why they use names like that. It's Aliases. like to hide their true identities. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I think we did it. All right. 
<laughs> another one. <laughs> Check another one off for the middle age mediocre this boys. We thought we weren't gonna get it. We got it. We got it. All right. Well, uh, y'all know what time it is. Yep. It's that time again. It's the, the very time. first of 2021. Uh-huh. This is Joel's Feel Goods. Feels good. All right. And, uh, I got three of them this time. Three Feel Goods? They're, they're little. You know, just uh, the first one is just a pat on my own back. Okay. And I woke up today to Animal Crossing. I've amassed a five-star rating for my island, which is wow. the highest rating you can get. And you were just talking about needing that, like, I, I think a week or two yep, ago. Yep, yep, yep. I, I redid a bunch. I was at four. I fell down to two, and I built it back up to five now. Kids, dreams do come true. <laughs> like 260 hours spent playing that game or something. It's all worth it in the end yeah. for five stars. Sure. It's a nice little thing to wake up to. If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, by the way, please give us a five-star yeah. uh, rating. Thank you. Because it does feel good. Feels so, good. Uh, feels good. Feels good. That's why I put it on my feel good. Uh, makes perfect sense. Uh, well, congratulations. Sense. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You can call me Mr. Five So now you just got to like, uh, you just got to maintain that five stars now? Yeah, I, as long as I don't change a whole like, there's lot. There's no going up okay. though, right? No. Okay. No. Okay. God, how, what do you want from I, me? I, mean, I didn't mean All it. All right, I didn't God, mean it. What's, Dad, what's going to be enough for you? Can you get like a five-star plus? <laughs> yes, I'll try. Thank you. I will try to fucking make you happy. Thank you. The second feel good. It's sad, but uh, I just uh I don't know how to, we can have a, f- a sad feel good. Go well, ahead. Well, it's the AEW Dynamite. Oh, okay. how they uh, pay tribute to Birdie Lee. Yeah, the wrestler who passed, and they had his wife and kid out there, and yeah, it was a you know it was a sad moment. It's tragic what happened. It was rough to but get I, through. Yeah, I thought it was a really good tribute to to the wrestler, to the man, and uh, I just wanted to give that a little shout out. Yeah, I posted a thing on Twitter and like uh, about how like Chris Jericho's had to do way too many of those shows yeah. at this point. Yeah, like that dude just he's like. Uh, and this is a stupid um, comparison, but like Wolverine, the comic book character. Like, have you ever have you watched Logan? Oh yeah. Uh, was it Logan or I think it wasn't Logan. It was that shitty uh, Origins movie. Uh-huh. But like the beginning, where like it shows him and his like saber tooth fighting through history. Yeah. And you're just like, man, he's like, just everybody dies. Like he just keeps on going and just leaving. Yeah. And, like, that's Jericho at this Jericho. point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's Dude dark. just keeps going, keeps going, and, like, just people keep dropping. And he keeps doing these shows where he was really good on the show. Like, he was. He added to the commentary. It was a great idea to have him on commentary. Yeah. I liked it. I, I, the whole episode I thought was really good, so uh, kudos. I noticed I one point towards the beginning during, like, the opening match uh, with uh, Cabana and the Young Bucks against uh, – uh, private party and hardy yeah uh, uh private hardy bucks do like a backflip thing mm-hmm. and jericho i'm pretty sure jericho was just being like sarcastic and jericho he says something about like uh something about, like great maneuver but uh probably didn't need those flips did they jr and, and jr goes like like it's clearly it's obvious that Chris Jericho is just being sarcastic, yeah, and not being whatever. But Jr's like almost tries to pick that ball up and run with it, like with this old man rant mm-hmm. about how unnecessary it is. Yeah. And Excalibur like hurries and cuts in and just like says, uh, "Everybody remember, we're here to honor the." Yeah, <laughs> like he was just like, "Nope, none of your bullshit, Jr." Back in my day. All right. Yeah, that was it was a feel good. It was a sad feel good. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And my this is my main feel good here. Okay. It's kind of a weird feel good too cuz it probably only feels good for this guy. Okay. I think I got tickled out of it. Uh, well, so is, feels good for you too then. This is about 42-year-old named David Working, W E R K I N G. Uh he in 2016 he got divorced and he moved back into his parents' house. He's a were king. He uh, he lived with his parents, Beth and Paul, for ten months rent free. Okay. And yep. I found this in a couple different stories. This is in uh, Grand Haven, Michigan. He lived there, but apparently local police forced him to move out of town. Shout out to the Grand Haven Gophers. 
Oh, I forgot to read the whole thing here. It's uh. So the wait the sheriff the sheriffs force him to move out of town. <laughs> out of town. Let's just say why I couldn't find that. Okay. So this is uh, I was supposed to start with this. This is this is the headline that 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 drug me into this. Son who sued his parents for trashing his porn collection <laughs> worth twenty five thousand dollars wins lawsuit and can seek compensation. All right. So that's the, how the story starts with $25,000 worth of porn. That's my first question. How how do you have a porn collection worth $25,000? No, and how do you divorce somebody who has a porn collection worth <laughs> So he so but yeah, cuz that's what started all through. He got the He got a divorce. He moved in with his parents for 10 months. The police make and a like move. And like he brings his porn collection with yep, him, of course. Yep. His police make a move to Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> I couldn't find out why, but uh, yeah, they're just like, "Hey, we'd like if you'd move out of this town." I mean, like maybe he he uh, had a had a uh, had a reputation for all this porn. So after a few months of bugging his parents, they finally start sending uh, his belongings. But David soon realized that things were missing, like porn. Oh. And David said that in an email his father sent him. His father said in the email, we counted 12 moving boxes full of pornography, <laughs> plus two boxes of sex toys, as you call them. As we begin, you people call them. <laughs> we began that day the process of destroying them, and it took quite a while to do so. His father later told David that he destroyed the porn for David's own mental and emotional health. Okay. Well, apparently not. Nope. Apparently he only made things worse. David liked his porn. He lists his collection as being worth $25,000. An itemized list is, says that he that destroyed property included 1,605 DVDs and VHS tapes. How do you how do you get that kind of collection? <laughs> you got to be really dedicated to it. Uh, yeah, that's one way to put it. And he requested that his parents order to be called what's called treble damages, where you get three times the value. <laughs> as well as court costs. So he's going after his parents here. And the problem is, Paul and Beth, of course, admit to destroying the porn. And their claim was they didn't want it in their house to begin with. And that David abandoned it there when he moved. Okay. But unfortunately, the judge sided with David. <laughs> and now they have until February 16th to, to uh, file their submissions and the issue of damages. So I guess, like... You know, maybe instead of 25, the parents might be able to come back and say, look, we'll give you 40. Because he was triple. Like, dude, we'll get you a fucking membership on Pornhub. (laughs) It's on the internet now. (laughs) Parents described some items in the collection as the worst of the worst. Oh, no. (laughs) And kept them in a safety deposit box because they feared they might be illegal. Well, I think there's your get out of... It's already, sued already, free it's card. Already, he sued him. He, he won. Oh, he already won. Yeah, okay. he already won. Um, that's what I that missed was that part. Like, uh, yeah, that's, when I started, I said, uh, sued his parents and wins the lawsuit. Wow. Now can see compensation. And, and the judge said, in this case, there is no question that the destroyed property was David's property. Defendants repeatedly admitted that they destroyed the property. And they do not dispute that they destroyed the property. So maybe if the parents were like, oh, we just don't know what happened to the poor. Right. Like, we left that garage door open and someone, but they, they, like, you know, like, uh, like I said, there's emails where the dad says, like, you know, we did this for you, like, for your mental health, for your physical health. And uh, so they win. (laughs) And now they can get. Your dick needs a break, son. Yeah. Now he can get. $75,000 $75,000 plus court costs. And David's lawyer said that he asked for treble damages because many of the items were irreplaceable. I guess. I mean, I'd be like, I was thinking about it. I'd be like, if I came here and destroyed all your wrestlers that you have still in the box. Like, you know, you probably spent X amount of money right. on them. Let's just say maybe you spent $500 amassing that collection. It's worth way more than that. So if I destroyed them all. Yeah. You know, I mean, you'd be like, oh, but I spent 500 Yeah, that's what you spent on them. But they've They're worth, yeah. grown so in he, value. Sure, he spent $25,000 on this porn, but it's irreplaceable now. So, I, I mean, is that a feel good? It feels good for David, I'm sure. That's a... Feels weird? <laughs> it does feel kind of weird. Like, I'm kind of like, yeah, fuck them parents. I, now I'm a parent. I think fuck them parents. But that's is that one gross. of the titles? <laughs> I think it is. 
Yeah. He had the whole collection. He, he had, had the he whole had, like, your parents one, one through, through ten. seven. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. You know the, the last three. three. <laughs> that's why it was worth so much, because, I mean, those were only released in Japan. I. Well, it's kind of funny, too. Like, the parents kind of, uh, another title, fuck themselves. Yeah. Uh, because if they're saying that he left the he left them there, so they were like kind of theirs to do what they wanted with, yeah. then by also keeping the ones that are possibly illegal, they are now in possession of possibly illegal. The worst of the worst. Like, I, I'd love to know what those. I are. need to. I really want to know what those are. So they kept those. I don't. I think they destroyed them all. I don't. Yeah, I've read a couple different stories on it, and that only the one had it about where they put some of the stuff in a security box, and then I must have finally destroyed it. They probably talked to their lawyer. What a weird. And like, I mean, how... your parents help you. They let you live with them for ten months rent free. And why did he? Ha- why did the local cop show up? like <laughs> you need to move? That's what, so where did they make a move? Muncie, Indiana. How did they figure that out? No idea. This is in Michigan. Yep, Grand. Uh, it happens in Grand Haven, Michigan. And they make him move to Muncie, Indiana. And they make him leave town. I'm sure they probably weren't like, you have to move here. Oh, I yeah. thought they were like, you specifically oh, have to go to know. Muncie. I don't know what happens in okay. Michigan. But they forced him. The, what I saw in both of them was local law enforcement pretty much forced him to move. That is so weird. I mean, David doesn't sound like, you know. What did he do to get forced to move? <laughs> I don't know. Divorce. $25,000 worth of porn. Forced to move out of town, and then sues his parents. And now his parents are going to have to pay out the ass, which is probably another, another title. Port of, yeah, yeah, another title. So that's your feel good? All right, man. That is uh, that is an interesting story. We're going to have to keep up with that one. <laughs> yeah, see how much they We're going to have to come pay. back with some updates. Christmas is going to be real, real awkward now. I feel like that could be another future episode where they just kill David. I mean, you know what? We're tired of this. We raised you. I'm kind of on the parents' side. Yeah, I, I am think. too. That's. I mean, don't leave your porn. How? How many it, boxes did it say? Twelve boxes of porn plus two boxes of sex toys, as he calls them. Which I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, are they twelve are they? moving boxes full of pornography plus two boxes of sex toys, as you call them? That's what was from the email. That's what the dad counted with the porn because David was like, "Hey, where's my porn at?" I would love to know how, it, like, e- I guess even just, I don't know how you spend $25,000 on porn. No. It's free. It, it, <laughs> it is. But, like, even. Back in, like, the 80s. Even if it's not. Had, yeah. Even if it's not free. Even if we're need, still living in don't the need that 80s. Porn. How do you, yeah, like, <laughs> where is it all going? You're never going to watch all of it. Yeah. I mean, no one actually gets through more than, like. <laughs> You know, you don't make it long like, through. Like, you have, like, favorite directors and stuff? And... Oh, so weird. Oh. I would love to see a list. I guess it makes me feel good that I'm not David. Yeah. Feels yeah. good! Of all the things wrong with us, at least we're not that guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, although, I, mean, I that got dude's... divorced. I moved back in with my parents, but I did not take 25000 That dude's got way more porn. money than we do now. Yeah. And had before, apparently. Uh-huh. Can't believe his wife didn't get half of the porn in the <laughs> divorce. God, what if she did? <laughs> he was actually a fifty thousand like dollars collection. Low, he's kind of like he's he's the fucking worst guy ever and the coolest guy ever. Because like, <laughs> I, what did he do when the cops were like you gotta leave town? Going to Muncie, man. <laughs> yeah, y'all can't tell me what to do there. <laughs> the poor capital of the world. I don't think it is. I don't know if it is or not. Okay, well, no, I think Vegas would be. That was my feel good. Nah, that was a good one. That was a good one. That's a that like yeah, like you said, that may end up being a story at a later time yeah. where we talk about either him killing his parents, <laughs> parents killing him, or the porn killing David, or the they just like he finally gets all that porn back. He gets the money. Does he can't replace some of it because some of it was irreplaceable. I'd love to know what that means. <laughs> but he gets a lot like pocket. Oh, it's like a mold. Oh, because I've seen that where like the mold female stars genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> so weird so weird all right yeah i don't know i think they just need to get that guy like a premium account on port uh-huh. yeah there you go lifetime lifetime uh, membership there you go okay well Work your little heart out david <laughs> uh okay well yeah i if we can ever find a list of the titles <laughs> we need yeah you need to let me know uh, I love to read through. I just want to know what the rare ones are. Like I didn't know there was rare porn. Me neither. How does that work? I don't. I don't. I don't know. 
We got a lot of uh, we got a lot of uh, research to do after this. I've only I've only dipped my toes into the porn world, you know. I haven't put my whole fist in there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dipping your toes in—that's a good genre. Uh, okay, so I think that's it for us. Uh, don't forget about our contest. If you want to enter, you go to facebook.com backslash middle-aged and mediocre. Like and comment the pinned post, uh, and you will be entered. We'll pick a random winner on February 1st. Uh, the contest ends on January 31st at 11.59 p.m. Grand prize winner will get the Hunter Killer. Uh, what's the name of it? Dive Bar. Death of a Dive Bar. Death of a Dive Bar. Murder mystery game. You can do it. Or you can solve the murder yourself. You get like a whole little box of clues. You can make it a party game. Whatever you want to do. You also get a one of a kind painting of our art of our show artwork, plus a Spotify episode framed title card and a personalized card from uh, from us. We'll also pick three runners up, and you guys will get everything except for the one of a kind painting yeah. and the game. Yeah. So again, uh, Hunter Killer born. Hunter Killer is not involved with this in any way. Just want to uh-huh. make that clear. <laughs> sure it would be cool if they were though yeah. uh because we would love sponsors hint hint i wink, love wink. money we love it uh we need to start fucking building up porn collections i think yeah uh and then i feel inadequate now you sure you got wrestlers all over this joint can't Where's all your porn at <sighs> i don't <it's> <laughs> this this yeah. this computer in okay. front of me I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I though I think right now we need to make the investment of we build the collection, uh-huh. uh, and then we somehow get somebody to like get rid of it, like to destroy it, and then we sue them. Yeah. That seems like a. I guess I can get married again. Just pretty for the solid fake, plan just for the fake divorce. Do it, man. It's <laughs> worth it. Okay, so we are out of here. Follow us on all the social media things. Like I said, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please uh, review us. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. Uh, Anywhere else, just follow us. Let us know what you're uh, thinking of the episodes. Let us know what you want to hear about. And we will be back next week. Is that my episode next week? If you want it to be. I'll let you know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Either myself or Joe will be presenting a story. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Let's all fucking be good to each other. Yeah. uh, And make this an actual good year. Have a little empathy. That's all you need. Bye. If you hated this episode, we're sorry. We'll try to do better next time. Goodbye and good night.